Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez, joined by co-host Aaron Keller. Happy New Year. It is the first podcast of 2023, so we thought it'd be the perfect time to bring in Bobby Jones, um, our outdoor connection coordinator, to talk about one of the big undertakings that a lot of our staff took part in in 2022, and that is the Pathways to Relevancy Project extremely important but Bobby I'll hand it over to you to kind of explain to people what this was and how many people are involved and what a big undertaking it was. Thanks Ashley yeah it's uh, our Pathways to Relevancy project was part of a multi-state conservation grant um, that we were awarded. A lot of other states are working on similar projects but it's essentially gets down to how can the department better serve and be more relevant to its public and what does that look like and um, one of the things I was hoping we could talk about today is a statewide survey that we put out as part of the project and uh, came up with questions. And it's all related to, you know, what do people know about the department? Um, how much time do people spend outdoors? What are their values? What are they interested in doing outdoors? And um, does any of this relate to their health in any way? So we have some pretty, what I would call, interesting results. Um, that are kind of all over the map. So I was going to do a little bit of a quiz with you and Aaron, maybe a few questions just to give some context to what essentially the average, um, you know, Nevada adult thinks about these things. Yeah, we love quizzes here. But um, before we get into the quiz, I just have to say how um, I think this took up a lot of your year, Bobby, this survey and just pouring over the, like your head was always buried in these results and no one analyzed these results like Bobby has. The project was a significant undertaking. There were probably, I think, 15 of us that did a lot of work on the project overall. I don't know if anyone else is as crazy about the results as I am. Yeah, but that's a fair so... statement. I might have overindulged on, on parsing through everything for sure. He would send so many emails and I was like, I'll bookmark this for later, <laughs> flag this for later. But then you'd come down and tell us and you were always so excited about it because it is so important to have this information. Yeah. And I, w- I was I think I'm very excited about it because um, very few places have this kind of information and it's really hard to get. So just having a better idea of who is out there, it's it's hard because you're surrounded by your friends and family and the people you work with, and it's never an accurate reflection of where, you know, the state as a whole the is. The general Yeah, just population. the general population. Because, um, <clears throat> you know, you're, you're just, uh, y- you can't have an accurate representation based on the people you know. Because you have your own values, your own interests, and, um, you know, they're going to be more similar um, to the people that you associate with than the average person, no matter what they are. Yeah, and you can't serve the state based on, those, yeah. like your own family's opinions. Right, and things, that's so. that's the crux of it is it's just trying to get a better gauge. I have a picture when I presented this information to try and conceptualize it, and it's an old picture of a of a gas station with the price of gas being a dollar fifty, and I tell everybody, well, 
like clearly you know that the price of gas is in a dollar fifty because you pay attention to it you have a really good baseline and essentially these survey results are our baseline for the general population it's just something that we're not paying attention to every day because there's no way to measure it but um, that's what these results are meant to be is like here's a snapshot in time of what the baseline is for the population as a whole got it so their views on nature wildlife the outdoors and just our agency in general yeah so should we get into the quiz yeah. or wait do you have something yeah, no, I was just trying to think of how you how does the Oh, it's in, um, if I had to give more context to it, it's, oh, it's all um, the uh, pathways to relevancy and the idea of relevancy has been growing and changing through time. And we have this pathways to relevancy roadmap. And I think what that is, is, um, well, that's a, that's a big document um, put together by a lot of um, wildlife professionals and conservation agencies and groups and personalities that identified how agencies, state fish and wildlife agencies, can be more relevant to more people. And this project was meant to help guide de you know, departments like ours in the first few steps. And, and one of those steps is, like, who do you serve? Who is your public? And that's why um, the survey's a part of it. But as also part of the project, it's, you know, we talked to a lot of people. It wasn't just, hey, we're going off survey results, and that's the most important thing. That's kind of the quantitative pr approach, and the other piece is qualitative. So just trying to get an idea of um, from what people's values are, what their opinions are, um, as it relates to nature and time spent outdoors. So I guess that's what I would say is it's it's more than just a survey. Just the survey is easy to talk about yeah. more in the podcast format, but from um, a standpoint of looking at it from the outside looking in it's how do you serve um, not only let's say hunters and anglers and wildlife viewers but also the people who like to be outside and go biking or hiking or their neighborhood park or how about the people who don't even spend time outdoors but they're still people you serve how do you do good work for them or what you know what are their interests or I guess that's what I would say is it's it's that which also leads into the first question that you guys have probably heard before but i'm going to pitch it out there for this will help give context and it's this is actually not part of the survey but what percentage of americans ages six and up participated in at least one outdoor activity in 2021 and when i say outdoor activity i mean hiking camping biking jogging and even walking for exercise any of those one, any of those things count. What percentage of people ages six and up did at least one of those things once? Can I give like a trick answer? You can give a trick answer. I think in reality, it's close. It's like 99%, but I don't know if it's surveyed that way because people might not realize how much they're actually. Does that make sense? I know what you're they're saying. They're spending out in nature. I'm I'm telling you. I'll say, but okay. So I'm gonna guess it way lower than that. I'll say sixty percent. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure it's like ten percent. It's fifty-four <laughs> percent. Yes. So a, a, so about half of Americans do not do any of these activities even once in a given year. But do you think they do and they don't? No. Really? Yeah. That's why it's shocking. 
is exactly what you're thinking. You think everybody does at least one of these things at least We're once. Just going on a walk outside their house really fast. <laughs> yeah, and but it's interesting because everybody feels <clears throat> like, oh, COVID, everybody's outside, and it's like there are more people outside, but there's still a lot of people who don't do anything like that. In the United States, Nevada is technically, I think we're a couple, two to three percent better than that. Yep, than average. Yep. Interesting. That's crazy to me. Brutal. It's mind blowing. Mm-hmm. I just. <laughs> Not very <laughs> high. Sound, it's sad. <laughs> and, and then the other question I would ask you that's it's related to that, uh, and it's more obvious, but. Um, what is the average daily screen time for Americans? So how much time on average do people spend looking at a TV, a computer, or a phone per day? 10 hours. Um, yeah, six hours. Seven hours. Oh. So pretty good guesses. But it's still a lot. Mm-hmm. That's <clears throat> the average. So there's lots of people more than that. Now, these weren't part of the survey, but they were. It kind of gives you context, right? Um, people aren't spending a ton of time outdoors and people are spending a lot of time. Yep. All part of the deal. Um, and I guess I should, I should start with a few things, um, in relation to the survey, but, um, I, we talked about kind of what it was about, but we also parse things out by where people live, ethnicity, income, lots of different, um, kind of subsets of factors. And those are all very, um, significant ones. Um, those in particular. So just for fun, um, this is one of the questions we asked everybody. Um, it's essentially barriers to the outdoors. Are there is there anything that keeps you um, from getting outdoors, enjoying the outdoors, or reducing the time that you have to spend in the outdoors? Would you like to guess what the number one barrier is to the outdoors? Cost. That's on the list, but it's not the number is one barrier. This is Nevada. This is the survey. Those are both high, but they're not the number one reason. The number not one reason is not enough time. Really? 28% of people said they do not have enough time. Yep. And then those are followed by um, weather, not enough places nearby, health, and cost. So both of your guesses in the top five. Hmm. And, and the other thing I'll say, though, just to add a little context to the weather, is the survey was done in July and early August of last year. So think for most of our state, it was very hot. Um, so that does make sense. <clears throat> that was when we were having like heat advisories and stuff. A hundred percent. Snow. Yep. Which I will say this has stopped me from going out and running. So there yeah. you go. <laughs> That's how it happened. I need to get New Year's running and I can't because the snow. <laughs> Okay, here's another fun one. How important or unimportant is each of these to you as a reason to spend time outdoors on a scale of 1 to 10? So just essentially, what is very important to you? Um, What do you think the number one thing across all populations was for reasons that people want to spend time outdoors? This is a little bit of a trick question, but it's not meant to be. Physical health? It's in the top like eight, but that's not it. I think you have the answer. Fresh air. Fresh air is the oh, answer. Oh, okay. Yeah, we've had conversations about this. How do you 
describe fresh air no one has the perfect definition but everyone recognizes it is like a great reason i think it's walking outside and feeling air on your face that's what i picture it yeah 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 it's just universally recognized but yeah the top reasons are fresh air um, for your mental or emotional health relaxation or quiet and stress relief those are the top oh so no I said physical health, like exercise. Was that in there? Um, it wasn't in the top four. Oh. It's like number six. Okay. But um, these were by far the top for pretty much mm-hmm. everything. But what's funny is you could say number two, three, and four are also part of fresh air. And just fresh air encapsulates so much for people. Yeah, because it's hard almost to answer those because, it, I don't know, I think of going outside for different things. Like if I'm going on a run, that would be for physical health. If I need to get up from my computer and go on a walk, It's probably for fresh air and mental health. So I guess fresh air would make sense as a first answer because that could cover anything. Yeah. See, that's where I'm telling you when if I go, you know, backpack archery deer hunting for a week, I come back and it's I couldn't be better. I could not be a happier person. Well, what about sheep hunting? (laughs) It can hurt. Yeah. But you'd still rather enjoy that anguish than, than not. That's what I think, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same with anything, though. Exactly. Yeah, even if it's miserable out. Well, even in an office with a window, I feel better than in my office with no window. <laughs> yeah, you feel like you're connected to nature. Yeah, they actually... Um, hospitals they build with a lot of green space and and try to get people closer to the windows because it's scientifically something that helps people get healthier faster Mm -hmm. let's take a quick break right there and then we'll come back for some more questions you are listening to nevada wild If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. It's the first podcast of 2023. So we're talking about a huge undertaking the department took on in 2022 with Bobby Jones today. And we're talking about the Pathways to Relevancy project, which really you guys got a huge gauge on um, what people think of the outdoors, nature, wildlife, endow. So in the first half, you were asking us a ton of questions that were in this actual survey. So should we just continue with the survey questions? Yep, we can continue. And I should fun. I should also point out, I didn't I didn't mention this earlier, but we wanted a really good gauge of the baseline population, just who are Nevada adults. But we also took a deeper dive into a, um, a few target populations, let's call them. And those were young adults and young families, um, the Hispanic and Latino population, and people who recreate outdoors, enjoy the outdoors, but it's not necessarily hunting, fishing, wildlife viewing. And and part of this is is that so that we can compare and contrast different groups of people and see if there are differences. Um, are, 
you know, young adults interested in these activities in comparison to other adults are, um, it, that, that's essentially the compare contrast piece. But so we'll dive into a little bit of that with the questions too. Okay. Yeah. Cause we've been doing general. We've so been doing we'll general. Do a deep dive in. And one of them is, um, I like to think of it as, um, potentially a barrier, but it's just to get a better gauge of what people are doing. But the question is, what is the maximum distance in miles that you'd be willing to to drive to visit a park or another natural area? So how far are you willing to go to visit a lake, a park, um, you know, whatever place outside? That's the question. And I'd like to answer or get your answer on how far you think um, young adults are willing to travel. So the, the answers are going to be all, all over the board. So I'm going to ask you for the median. What is the cool. middlemost answer for young adults? How far are they willing to go? That's hard because van life is a huge thing right now. So I'd say a thousand miles. Okay. I think Aaron knew the answer from oh. me talking about it a lot, but the answer is 30 miles. Really? Then that's, it's exactly that's such a big thing with young adults is mm -hmm. the van life. So and I frauds. But <laughs> no, but it's funny because you say that and that's what you see, which is true for some, you know, small fraction, but for most, uh, for exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. In gas prices, too. Yeah. Well, and I think this is where not all the results are rocket science, and young adults are going to have less discretionary income. They might not have a car. Like, there's just other things at play, but um, I still think 30 miles is pretty tight for how big. I Nevada agree. Is. I think. I, I don't know. I probably answered way too... Well, obviously, I answered too high. But if I could go back, I would probably say 100 or 200 miles. But so, this, is <clears throat> this is Nevada. So it's, there's, I think that's another point. Is like Nevada is so different. You have the big cities and mm -hmm. you have rural Nevada. Yep. Where if you live in Winnemucca, 30 miles from Winnemucca is a long ways away. As far as like just to get outside. Mm-hmm. And you're there. Yeah, I, I, I think the framing that I would use just to have people keep it in mind is so, um, like, in what we promote, and just the places, and you got to go here or there. And um, the reality is, is that, like, even from Las Vegas, Lake Mead is more than 30 miles. So, essentially, half of your young adults are not willing to go that far. To, yeah, and the same with sense. Reno Tahoe. Like, half of them aren't going. That's essentially what we're we're getting from this. That and lots is a will, low number, yeah. but um, you know, maximum distance. But and just for for reference, if if we looked at the adult population, not looking at young adults, it's um, the median is fifty. So, other groups are more willing to travel than young adults, and that was one of the big takeaways. Is just um, young people are more sensitive to how far things are away. Hmm. That's how I feel. That's, but I still think that number is so low. Yeah. Interesting. I would have thought 100, 200. Yeah. And I was, um, I was going to ask another question about this, but I don't know how to ask it in a question. So I'll just say a little bit of stuff or what I thought was interesting is, um, young adults and the Hispanic population on average are more interested in 
camping, off-roading, hunting, and paddle sports. Just for in terms of activities, Wait, they're more this is interested. A question? Nope, I couldn't make it into a question. Oh, okay. I come up with it. They are more interested in those activities. Just a fun thing, but huh. but some of it makes sense. And like you'll see in the report, I mean, it's two hundred pages, so there's plenty of stuff. But you know, if you're um, an older adult, you're more likely to say that you know health reasons keep you from enjoying God. the outdoors. Or I mean, just some of these things aren't rocket science. But all right, let's. <laughs> Oh yeah, there's some good stuff. Well, and then and then there's caveats to things too, because like when you look at the population as a whole, um, women, females are um, they're the one category that's least likely to want to go finch fishing. Is very interested in fishing, but it is also um, one of the fastest growing demographics for fishing. It just as as a whole, there's not tons and tons of interest, but there sure are a lot of people coming out of the. Hmm coming out to go fishing yeah yeah i'm uh, these these questions that i have in the later half are less fun but i do have the one big takeaway and this is an easier one and you guys hear me like essentially preach about it all the time but are people who spend more time outdoors happier and healthier people or not uh yeah absolutely 100 <laughs> percent it I'm that that's the right answer. Yes. But um I wanted to point it out because I think probably a lot of people listening to the podcast recognize that is a very easy connection like yeah, I, you know, I like to go hunting or I like to fish or I like to camp and yeah, it feels great. I'm happier after I do it. But it's not recognized by everybody. It's that's not a clear thing. People pe don't realize how much they're impacted by it. A hundred percent. Or you know the, I I was looking at this and I found this interesting because I was trying to come up with a right way to frame it. Um, but when we looked at people who describe their health as um, very good, the gap between um, people who spent more time outdoors or not is similar to the gap in age. So if you're a young adult and say you're um how do i how do i frame this better even if you're a older adult if you spend a lot of time outdoors you're you're just as likely as the young adult who doesn't spend time outdoors to say that you're very healthy which i think is interesting and i probably didn't explain that really well but it's just a really big factor oddly big yeah no that is and so do you think that's just because people have, the people that answered that, you know, camping, fishing, whatever, spending time outdoors is there, it just makes them happy is that they just don't know that yet? Oh. I, I don't know if it's that. I, I think it's almost like there are so many people who spend so little time outdoors, they just, they don't recognize the benefits. It's the, um, it's almost it's almost an oxymoron. I guess I we I've showed you this before, but we talk about, you know, you don't have to explain to people that you're going to the gym to be healthier. Like you can tell them you're going there to lose weight or you're going there to um, feel better. You don't have to explain that. It's self-evident, like I'm going to the gym. Um, but on the other side, it's it's just less evident. Like 
you don't say when you say like, hey, I'm going to get fresh air. Hey, I'm going to go feel better because I'm yeah. going outside. It's like, I'm going to get fresh air. I'm going, yeah. It's That's why I almost think people don't realize how much they do rely on it to be happier. But they do. They just don't realize it. Yeah. I don't know. Which it goes back to the point. Hospitals incorporating green space and like mm-hmm. natural trails and proximity to the hospital to make people feel better. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So how do we use the survey moving forward? Um, in 2023 now. So what are some things that you think are important? Well, what's interesting, one of the things we um, asked people about was just how to best communicate with them. You know, how do we communicate fish and prefer different communication <clears throat> methods. So I would say like if we're working with, you know, young adults, a phone application is something that they use a lot more than other groups of people. And if there was a, a way to share information that way, pay attention to it, I guess. So that's just an example, but it's the thought that um, for different groups of people, their different messaging and how they get their information will resonate with them. Same with the activities they're interested in. Um, like we've talked about the uh, camping for young adults mm-hmm. and just trying to help tie some of that stuff together for people. Just where the natural um, kind of interests already lie. So our division will probably be making, we're conservation education, so we get all the information out there to people. So we'll be making huge use of the survey in 2023. Did podcasting come out on it? Did anyone you ever ask pod- about Dang podcasting? It. <laughs> There's a um, flaw in this survey. (laughs) That's perfectly good. When you you only get to ask so many questions in a survey, that's one of the the hardest parts is parsing down like what you're actually going to ask. Yeah, and there's different ways to word it. Like podcasting could probably be, I mean, that is a cell phone. Like people to listen to podcasts, a lot of the times they do use a cell phone. So that would be hard to gauge that. When that's it's it's interesting you say that I I should have pointed this out it seems obvious but um when you look through all this stuff interest in these activities is way way higher than what people are actually doing you know there are far more people interested in fishing per se that than there are don't. people fishing. You know, so what is that? What is, why is that? Hmm. Or what does that look like? How do you make it easier? Yeah. It shows they're interested and they want to get into it. It's just bringing that barrier down. So, yeah, there's going to be a lot coming out of this report, I feel. I'm excited about it because it's good information for us to have. It helps me. Gosh, sorry, guys. It helps me in my job. And um, I'm excited. I think it's going to help a lot of people here at Endow Better Serve. The public, which was the whole point of it. Yeah, and we're glad that <clears throat> all the results and Same. 
And I'm glad we did this podcast, first podcast of 2023, and also the first one after a quick little break we've had for podcasting. I will say boiling down 200 pages into a tight timeline is hard. So anyone who's interested, (laughs) feel free to dive in and find whatever you want to find. That's good. Is this available for people? uh, We haven't shared it out publicly on the website or anything like that but anyone who reached out to me i'd be happy to send it to them what is your email address really fast oh bs jones at endow.org <laughs> now it's out there <laughs> well thank you bobby for joining us and thanks everyone for listening hopefully you found some interesting information in there um we'll talk to you guys on the next podcast again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.